Star Wars 7x7, episode 1241. The tale of Lugubrious Moat might be the most outrageous story of all in The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the story is told from the point of view of a flea, okay? So that in itself is already off to a rather intriguing start. This flea actually ends up being somebody who is wicked smart, and you find out that the salacious crumb-like monkey lizards, okay, they are... They're basically flea beds, which I'm sure didn't surprise you one bit. And you get to find out all about how these fleas colonize these quacking monkey lizards. And you find out that Salacious Crumb wanted to be a comedian, but really the source of inspiration and all great ideas, and basically the reason why Jabba didn't have Salacious Crumb killed immediately, was because of Lugubrious Moat. And the ideas that Lugubrious was giving to Salacious Crumb to help entertain Jabba the Hutt and essentially sing for a supper and get his supper for a quite, <laughs> quite a long while. Oh, and before I go on, since I haven't said it yet, thank you to Disney Lucasfilm Press for sending me a copy of The Legends of Luke Skywalker. That was really awesome of you guys. Thank you again. And also, this is a full spoiler podcast, so if you don't want to hear it, save it for a later date or... Just dive in with me, all right? Just dive in with me, all right? You're going to read it anyway if you're going to read it and you're going to like it regardless. So just come along on the ride with me, all right? So the wild thing about this story is that Lugubrious is watching the developments of Luke's harebrained scheme to get Han Solo out of Jabba's palace. He's watching these events unfold and going, God, this kid is just like an idiot or whatever. And as... He ends up, as Luke ends up, tumbling down into the rancor pit. Lugubrious takes off and actually goes to try to help Luke and is trying to whisper in his ear, help direct him to do what he needs to do to save himself from the rancor monster. Luke is muttering all sorts of things like, you know, I can do this or, you know, I trust in the force and those mantras that are just not necessarily helping him yet. And... You know, this doesn't quite jibe with my recollection of Return of the Jedi just yet. So I don't know about you, but when I see Luke Skywalker in Jabba's palace, he basically seems like a zealot. I mean, I don't know how else to describe behavior, but just the utter and complete confidence that he has walking into the joint, he is so committed to where he's at. He believes so strongly in what he is doing that there's no fear, there's no doubt. He's just walking in and saying, this is what's going to happen, right? And it's a behavior pattern that borders on <laughs> zealotry in its way. Like, it's just so delusional and out of touch with what's being presented to him that it is kind of mind-blowing. But in the tale of Lugubrious Moat, Lugubrious or Moat... <laughs> I guess we'll just call him Moat for short. Um, Moat actually 
pictures Luke or sees and describes Luke as by turns confused and desperate and does not give him nearly the same credibility that we give him when we watch Return of the Jedi. And so ultimately because the uh, the flea has struck up a friendship of sorts with Princess Leia as well, he decides that he has to jump onto Luke and try to save him from the rancor. And so here is what's happening, you know, um, there's basically he's thinking that he's going to invent a routine mode is that he can use just like he's inventing routines for salacious B. crumb to ultimately get away from the and to get away from the rancor but as the moat is whispering as moat is whispering in luke's ear luke thinks that this is the voice of the force calling to him from the beyond and saying like he's saying i'm so ready tell me what to do maybe i should use my jedi mind trick this is not the food you're looking for or how about if i use my air grab powers and call two of those teeth from its mouth into my hands and then stab them into its eyes Oh, I know, I should find a rock and toss it right into its throat just so and have it lodge in its gullet so it chokes. Like, this is how Moat is describing Luke's monologue to <laughs> talking to Moat as though Moat were the voice of some disembodied Jedi. And that in itself is a pretty funny concept. So what Moat does ultimately is take up a position on Luke's forehead and figures out a system of communication similar to what he's done with Salacious Crumb, where he's biting Luke's forehead and doing it in patterns to help try to guide Luke to maneuver around properly and end up defeating the Rancor Monster. And while they're at it, Luke is saying, This wasn't quite how it worked the last time. Obi-Wan never made my scalp itch. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, good funny stuff. But it doesn't stop with the Rancor Monster, and I'm going to explain what I mean after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Time's running out on the Nissan Master the Drive sweepstakes where you can enter for the chance to win your own personalized ride inspired by Star Wars The Last Jedi. You and three friends can also get tickets to the opening night screening of The Last Jedi in Los Angeles and a limited edition Executioner Troopet collectible helmet. To enter, go to NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars and customize a Star Wars-inspired vehicle. Here are the legal details. No purchase necessary. Ends November 27th. Open to the 50 U.S. states and D.C. only. You must be 18 years or older. Entry rules and odds at NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars. Void where prohibited. Welcome back. All right, so Moat takes credit for Luke defeating all the folks he defeated at the Battle Over the Sarlacc Pit as well. All right, yeah, that he's got his mouth barbs jammed down into Luke's forehead skin and that he's, you know, doing a series of, like, pull it out and push it in in other places, blah, 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 to get Luke to essentially walk around like his little puppet because ultimately, Lugubrious Moat confesses that he does not believe in the Force whatsoever. And he thinks that all the mumbo-jumbo that Luke is talking about, that Luke is delusional in kind of the same way that we all think he's delusional. But uh, we don't think he's delusional in Return of the Jedi because he believes in the Force or anything like that. We think he's delusional because he just doesn't understand what Jabba's game is and what's going on around him. And he thinks the best idea is to send operatives inside to either get captured or hopefully work inside the system and just hopefully be in the right place at the right time to be able to help things out. I mean, I guess that is kind of working with the tide instead of trying to <laughs> master control of it. But anyway... I think that Moat is probably a reliable storyteller to a certain degree. And this 
definitely brings out the shading that you can have when you talk about what's real and what isn't real or you know i haven't used this word in you know until now that we're in the fifth out of six stories but what is canon and what is not canon what is actual gospel blessed this is how the story happened information and again in this instance there is enough detail here that you're willing to trust moat in his recollection of the events of things all right it's possible that very much like reedy who told the first story the mythbusters story in <laughs> in the legends of luke skywalker that moat is collecting his own sources of information and coming to these conclusions about what happened inside Jabba's palace and what happened at the Sarlacc pit. But I think that's probably pushing the bounds of credibility. I think it's more likely the case that he was actually there and that there is such a thing as a sentient flea species for all intents and purposes. But whether things went down in minute detail, the way that he said they went down and certainly <laughs> did they go down with him jabbing his mouth parts into Luke's forehead? Well, I don't know. I don't think so, especially considering that he was working in a flea circus after that. And so I'm just assuming that he was putting people on and finding a way to you know, make money over it now that he's out and away from Jawa's palace and on his own and that he's probably saying, yeah, I'll tell you the story of what happened with Luke Skywalker. You know, give me five bucks or give me five credits or whatever it is. So, yeah, legit to a point. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to call it a podcast for today and be back with you tomorrow for the final story in the Legends of Luke Skywalker that is big inside. And until then, thank you so much, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fire at will, Commander, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just fully armed and operational, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.